0: The Baal Shem Tov says this incredibly revolutionary thought that one's perspective um, of oneself is reflected in the world around you. That's what Rav brought down, the Baal Shem Tov, there. he says, how does a person live with a perception of self? And he says, well, one of the best ways of doing it is following the Baal Shem Tov's and he says that the world is a mirror. Everything we see around us is a reflection of something inside of us. So he's going to explore this a little bit further. It's relevant to Paisha's that We read so recently last week. And in Paisha's Noso, there's an interesting juxtaposition that occurs. It's between the, the Sota and the nausea. A nausea is a person that takes upon himself to separate from wine to not cut his hair and to not defile himself to someone who is dead. Some level of, let's say, um, separation from the world as it were. And a Soita is a woman that has been unfaithful to her husband. She's committed adultery. And what happened is uh, one of the strange, miraculous events which occurred was as we discussed, this woman would literally spontaneously combust. Thank you. Um, now, what happens when a person looks? At, so now, according to the Baal Shem Tov, when you look at that, so that's displaying some element of yourself, because everything is a mirror. Everything is a mirror, so that makes a lot of sense. What the Gemara says? The Gemara says the following thing: The Gemara says, "Haroei esoita bekilkula, a man that sees a soita in the state." Yazir as and you become a nausea. Now, one would think that without the Baal Shem Toh's explanation of things being a reflection, I would think the opposite. I would think if you saw this horrible thing happening, you're okay because you'd be scared about what happens when the person breaches the fundamental points of morality and Torah. So you say, okay, it's okay, I don't have to do anything. Instead what it says, the person that saw it he has to become a nausea. He has to become a nazir. No, no, no! He's got a protection v- valve in place because he saw it. He experienced it. So why does it say that if he saw it, he should become a nausea? says the Revolve that when a person sees someone else in a state of complete ruination when you see yourself and you realize how far, how much, does, how much, this is, the, you have to be careful we have the way you say this in the modern context. You see how susceptible you are. When you see something happen to someone else so you become sensitized to your precarious grasp on kedusha therefore you think, oh gosh, I see that and that reflects some element of the, the, the self. Therefore, I better do something to make sure that I don't end up in the same place. It's, it's always been a, something which I've been taught by my teachers. That when you, you know, most people's response to some type of negative event that occurs is to point a finger. And to say, oh, oh. That's always true. In fact <coughs> it, it, it's, it's when you see a scary event. So for example, it happened a student came and spoke to me about there's a particular rabbi that was uh, very influential in his life and this and the rabbi was a little bit too influential. He kind of started to essentially use him to do all the menial tasks and take advantage of him so his response was disgusting and point finger, which, which is right my response was oh dear, I better make sure that that's not me that, that, that's our approach, our approach is we, 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 we look at the world as windows into ourself when there's a window into myself so then I use all these events that occur as mechanisms of moving forward in my own spiritual excellence so different so different to the it's almost as if there's, there's such an overriding sense of independence precisely the opposite to the victim mentality the victim mentality is. The reason why this happened is because of what he did to me, and, the, and he, and he, and he, and, and there's like a thousand fingers, points in a thousand different directions to explain why, why I have to be the way I am. The ultimate sense of independence is, you take absolute responsibility for everything about yourself, and you become responsible to yourself even to events which are completely not related <coughs> to you directly. Someone else doing something, you say, I! that's a incentive for me to create more responsibility to push myself further in my and 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 to realize that I'm susceptible and I'm precarious and then your entire focus of life changes you start to experience this incredible vitality of growth you hear about things and instead of saying oh and kind of like sitting back and saying yes well of course that person uh, you know was 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 religiously committed and then he then he fell because he's so weak <laughs> never happened to me He's like, oh gosh if I'm hearing about that that means that could happen to me it's a part of me I better do something to avoid it another no, yeah n- another example yeah. Ah! So now, wha- how do you deal with like uh, global, as it were, decree, decrees? So, there's, there's Rabbi Yurchem. when Rabbi Yurchem was around, Rabbi Yurchem of Lebovitz, he was the Mashkirch and the Mir before the war, there came a time when there was a, a decree against uh, having Kosher Slaughtering in, I think it was in Poland <coughs> and... Uh, Norway recently the in Norway, Norway New Zealand right right now there's been a lot of reasons, yeah. this was talking about Mar- before the second world war and um, he said, well that shows us that we are not being mapped on and therefore if you see there's a decree against against any aspect of, of the society at large it's an arrow pointing a direction of self introspection whoa 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 one second what's going on here if w- if this was all intact, so then we wouldn't see these things, we wouldn't hear these things. Of course, of course, every single thing you interpret, as a me- you take responsibility. You, be- you become the ultimate responsible person, you take responsibility for things which are even not directly related. Simple. Okay, I have a, I have a question. So, so the thought process is, right, we see somebody doing something wrong. Like now we just hear, but we see somebody doing something wrong. So, what are we supposed to do? First, we're supposed to say, okay, that person is doing this wrong thing. And then we say that, oh, we should look into our lives and see like what we're doing wrong related to this and fix ourselves. Or should we first say, oh, that person is doing something wrong. Let me take care of it, you know, because it's in the spot. And then I should also look into myself to make sure that I'm not doing it. Depends. It depends on the situation. You know, if you see a person heading towards someone else and they've got a big... Axe in their hand, and you start thinking, so Oh, that means I'm susceptible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, obviously, it depends on the context. The person. Remember, remember when speaking about Musa and, and growth, you have to remember the, the new mitzvahs that Rebbe introduced. There was a negative commandment that Rebbe Israel introduced. It's called, Don't be stupid. And there was a positive commandment that he introduced, which was, Be normal. <laughs> so, those are two important uh, guidelines to remember. So don't be stupid and be normal are very important uh, gauges of um, yeah of how you should respond. Good. So it comes along a and he says further. Laman miraglim Miriam. This again is a quote from a Medrash in Bamidbor. And it says why were why was the Parish of Miraglim of the spies that went to Israel, spied out the land and came back and then spoke badly about the land, why was that connected to the um, event of Miriam that spoke badly about Moses Moshe and then was afflicted with Tzorahs and quarantined for seven days? Why were those two things juxtaposed in, in, in the Chumash? So the Mejrusha Anzal, because they saw what happened to Miriam. They saw what happened to Miriam. What happened to Miriam? She spoke badly about her brother and next thing she knows, she's sick and she's quarantined and she, she, gets, she gets... there's an effect to her, to her negative speech and they saw that and they didn't get it so that's why that's a problem meaning, again, it's the same principle well, they were going out to spy out the land they were going out to spy out the land and a seemingly completely unrelated event had occurred previously. There was a woman who was a major major <coughs> figurehead in Khali and she'd been susceptible to particular vera. So what was the connection? What was the connection? Why why should they have then not spoken madly about the land? Why, why why would they have thought that? Well, because really they should have said one second. I see from what she's done that I am susceptible to bad speech. I better make sure to guard myself against it. And they didn't. So for not responding appropriately to the world around them, they called shrine. Now this goes back to what we said yesterday. What we said yesterday was, what is the definition of Tumah? And what is the definition of kadusha? You see, the definition of Tumah is when a person is sealed off. He doesn't respond to the world around him. The definition of kedusha is when you're open and receptive. Now we see clearly what Kedushah and tuma mean. Kedusha means when an event occurs, you understand that it's a message for yourself in order to prompt you to further growth. And therefore you respond to it as a window of insight into who you are. And hence you then take steps to protect against it and to bolster yourself. That means you're alive whereas if you look at this event and you completely bypass it internally you don't respond to it you don't process it so then you're tamay meaning you're sealed up you just walk through all these things are happening they're blaring out conveying something to you and all your muffled sounds as you go happening along your way whistling this kind of tune to yourself And around you, gigantic worlds are crashing and colliding. You go, Ooh, look at that—the burning sky. Do you understand? That's called tumah. Kiddush is a sensitivity, this receptiveness to the world that you get the messages. You're living in a world which is <laughs> constantly speaking to you, and you're receiving it and you're engaging in it. Is not getting involved in something. Like if you see uh, like uh, I suppose the world wise would be quite good. It's like the world like you see for example around you the worlds falling apart in one area and you say, What okay, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. sort of sit back or well, there's a lot of fighting around you happening, you sit back, I'm not gonna get involved in let it pass. Is that being tummy towards it by removing yourself from the situation, by sitting back and going, Okay, let this being let this be dealt with outside while I sit and not deal with it? Or is that being Sensitive to the issue and being like this is a uh, futile, meaningless. But I will not involve myself in it. So let me sit down and be go in the direction I supposed to be going. Okay, it's a very good question. Uh, Leading to another question. Um, this 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 whole approach can, of course, as as healthy and as inspiring and revitalizing it can be. It can also be destructive and uh, disastrous. And I think it relates to what Simcha was asking. A person has to live in this world. You can't live in la la land. And there always are multiple dimensions to our existence. Meaning, for example, um, a person sees something really horrible happening. So on the one hand you have to use it as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a springboard for growth, but on the other hand if something's horrible happening you have to relate it in its real and basic format as well. So of course when the person's running after someone else with an axe you don't say it must show that I'm, I'm violent inside, let me work on my violent side. You run after him, you rugby tackle him and you punch him repeatedly in the nose until he gives up the axe. If that's what it takes. If it takes more than that so then you're kicking his kneecaps etc. You always have to have this, this incredible, and that's the that, that's hard thing. You can't jettison yourself, boom, into the stratosphere and live into the world where you really, everything is just a spiritually ethereal world. And you just like, you just, everything's a message from Hashem and everything is, because then you, you're sugar. So you have to live in the reality, in other words, when a person comes up to you and they say, your breath smells, you say, oh, this must mean on a deeper level, I must be... Exi-. No, your breath smells, go brush your teeth. Yeah, it. But, on the other hand, there is this dimension. That's the hard part. If it would just be that life would just be as it presents itself in the mundane, and just the way that cause and effects normally works in the rational world, so then, so then we'd be living in the rational world. But there is a dimension beyond it but the problem is if you go too much into the dimension beyond it and you use, lose your grasp from the rational world then you go cuckoo if you don't go into it all so then you become totally despiritualized, and you take the brain them out of the world so the difficulty is to live simultaneously with two realities a surface and a depth there has to be a surface and the surface is real and you have to have the depth and it's paradoxical and dichotomical it's a new word. It is! Dichotement, di- <laughs> it's change, it's change. No, it's, uh, it's, really it's derived from a Yiddish word, Dichotomish. <laughs> it's derived from dichotomy. Uh, but it comes from the original Yiddish of... Uh, it sounds like the Greek, but it's actually, die for Yiddish means... Yiddish uh, means... Dienu, uh, which means enough, which is uh, which is really Hebrew. <laughs> and kot means a small little... Um, a small little... It's a small little bed. And dicot means it's enough to have one cot, and therefore... It means the expression of diverse opinions coming <coughs> in. <coughs> Etymologically, it's deeply founded in. Okay, so you're right. You know, there was, there was not so <coughs> true. But the point is, the point is, th- th- there's this, there's th- the world works on, on, on many different levels. But you can't, you can't leave over. You can't, you can't, you c- It almost is like this. Let, let me try to explain it from a different direction because I think this is a crucial And people who are susceptible to spiritual growth can go way off the deep end and uh, lose their connection with reality and that's very very dangerous it's not good to lose your connection with reality even that if you think no no I'm in a deeper reality but you'll follow that deep reality until the many in white coats come and take you somewhere <laughs> um, so, so let's not go there uh, what you want to do is you want to you be completely grounded in reality but have a depth how does it work so it's quite interesting as the, the levels of Torah the levels of Torah are, are, are are presented as Pardes. Parades is an acronym for Pshat, Remez, Drush, Soed. Pshat is the, the simple reading, Remez is the hint underneath it, the Drush is going deeper and Soed is the deepest. So Now there's, there's different ways of understanding what that means. It could be like every verse and you want to understand the verse in the Pshat. And the verse in the Pshat it says, And Hashem spoke to Moshe and then the verse on remesh so what it means is and then in Drush it means this and then what well it means this so the one way of it is you've got a verse and it means one or alternatively it could mean this or alternatively it could mean this or alternatively it could mean this but I don't think that's right because that suggests that these, these ways of seeing the term are alternatives and not alternatives when you see the Pshat so then you understand one level when you see the Drush so now your Pshat is deeper it's not like now you have two pshatim. Now you have the pshat with a new dimension called drush. It's deeper. It's the same idea, but now you get depth to the idea. When you get to the level of, of, of drush after remez, so then it's even deeper. When you get to soid then it becomes the deepest, as it were. But once you have the soid, you don't lose the pshat. In other words, the greatest Kabbalists are the, were, are the men, who never use a word of Kabbalah in their vocabulary? Because there's a total integration between the deeper secrets to its most simple expression. People who are forced to resort to Kabbalistic language are those that can't express themselves, can't integrate. They're not integrated. They integrated. There's a lack of integration. What does that mean like, right? It means that 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 they can't translate those deep, lofty concepts into the real world. and if they l- remain in that ethereal world, so they are like a body without a, a head without a body. There's an element of dislocation. Okay. good. So, so you have to be very careful. In other words, you have to be able to live in the, in in the in the natural world of cause and effect, and at the same time, process things on a spiritual level. So, at the same time, it could be that, let's say, for example, you you're working in an organisation, and there's a coworker that does something which is which is which is wrong. He steals. So, you have to deal with the cause and effect. You have to respond. Let's say you're the boss. You have to respond with the cause and effect of, well, okay, he's a, he's a thief and he has to be dealt with. And at the same time, you have to say, but that means I'm susceptible to thief. That means I have to make sure that I'm not stealing. But he's a thief and you have to take care of him. And he stole. But at the same time, do you understand? It's a paradoxical approach whereby you don't leave let go of natural cause and effect, but you don't say it stops there. So you're able to exist on this dual plane. The truth is, this is really what silence and speech is all about. We've spoken a lot about silence previously, but maybe we need to not speak about it again, being silent. I think it's important. Um, Right now, unfortunately, we're going to have to um, come to an abrupt halt. Um, but we will hope you can later.